Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 474 of the Juice Box Podcast. Today, we're going to be speaking with a couple. Natalie and Stephen are very interesting because of their dynamic around type 1 diabetes and for a number of other reasons that you'll find out as you listen. Hey, don't forget that nothing you hear on the Juice Box Podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Please always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan we're becoming bold with insulin. You can follow the Juice Box Podcast on Instagram at Juice Box Podcast, on Facebook at Bold with Insulin, and there's a private Facebook group, Juice Box Podcast Type 1 Diabetes. And of course, everything else that you need is at juiceboxpodcast.com. If you're listening in an app, Please don't forget to follow or subscribe. If you're listening online, you could listen in an app. It's pretty easy, but listening online is fine, I guess. It's just not how the kids do it. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. The episode is also sponsored by the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter. Find out more at contournext.com forward slash juicebox. You may be eligible for a free meter. Head over to the link and find out. Hi, I'm Natalie. I'm a software developer and I've been with Steven for maybe four years at this point and had no idea what diabetes was before I met him. Steven who? <laughs> Steven me. Ah, see? You guys are getting this. This is fantastic. We don't do many with uh with more than two people. Uh, so I don't even know how good I am at it. All right. So, <laughs> Stephen, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm um, Stephen and um, 32, 30, yeah, 32 or 33 now. It's so hard to keep track. Stephen, I don't know how old I am either. So I'm, I'm right <laughs> there with you. I was diagnosed as a type 1 diabetic the summer before my last semester of college. Um, I graduated in winter, so that would be 2009. Uh, 2000, January 2010 was the original uh, official diagnosis. Um, so I've been living with diabetes for about 10 years, managing it, managing it myself. And then Natalie and I met and got married like three years ago. And uh, it's been a great ride since Natalie, did he trick you, or, or is he or is he still the same? Uh, no, he's the same. He told me about it while we were dating, although in kind of a roundabout way by asking how many carbs were in something that I cooked. <laughs> well, I meant did he trick you? Like, is he a jerk and he was pretending oh, the no. whole time that he wasn't, or something <laughs> like that? Um, but you've brought something up that's incredibly interesting. When that happened, and by the way, you were cooking for him in college. No, we met, um, I was, I had been working, we worked at the same place. So we met, uh, four years ago and we got married like two and a half. Ooh, my, my questions are piling up. Okay. Hold on. (laughs) Have you guys ever like fooled around at work? Um, we held hands and that's about it. I think he took me outside to give me a kiss once when I was nervous. Oh, that's lovely. Um, and so you cooked for him. How long had you known him before you cooked for him? 
Um, actually not that long. We weren't dating. I like to cook and I'm, that's how I show that I care for my friends. Mm -hmm. So we were going to go on a hike and I thought it would be nice to bring along a lunch. Well, I would have married you too. (laughs) (laughs) Is this what happens Stephen? where you're like, she's way nicer than other girls. Yeah, it was a whole lot more involved than I expected it to be. I was expecting like peanut butter jelly sandwiches, but it was a whole uh, Japanese food set. Was it the choices that took you by surprise and forced you to tell her? No, it was more, um, I have no idea what this is, and I've never seen something like this before, so she made it, so maybe she knows. Gotcha. Now, Stephen, be honest for a second. We've heard from Natalie uh, she's delightful, and she was just a friend, but you were trying to go out with Natalie, right? It's a little bit of a complicated story. I wasn't exactly looking to date at the time. Um, I was just looking for friends, and it seems like girls are more willing to hang out with people, so um, we were hanging out. But it didn't take very long until uh, I was definitely interested in starting to pursue her more seriously. Very nice. Well, I I have to concur with you. Uh, I have a, um, I guess, a a unique situation where I've been a stay-at-home dad for so long that most of my interactions during the day are with women. And if I'm being 100% honest, talking to guys gets old pretty quick (laughs) If if you're interested in conversation. I think once you get past sports, boobs and cars there's not a lot left uh they don't they don't start digging in on the big the big ideas of the day uh and i'm generalizing there are some guys i have a very good friends who are, oh, can talk about anything but for the most part i've met a lot of guys that grunt and point and uh and that's sort of it so i get your idea of like you know let's find some nice friends this way how many carbs were in the food uh, I didn't realize that he was going that it would affect that we'd be hiking, and his carb ratio was off. So he went low, but the number of carbs it was like thirty from the rice, thirty or forty, and I mean this was years ago. And then there was another five or seven from the sugar in a miso paste, and then another five or ten from a couple of other things that I barely remember. Natalie, this is how you got Stephen. You knew that that day without knowing he needed to know. Yes. Wow. Why are you a savant? What? What? What is? <laughs> <laughs> um, I had been tracking the macronutrients, so protein, fat, and carbs in food in college, because I was tired of packing a lunch, going to class, eating the lunch, having another four hours of class, and being hungry before the end of it. So I was trying to figure out different combinations that were satisfying. What kind of work do you do? Um, I'm, I'm a software developer. I started out in biomedical engineering and did research and didn't like the staying in a lab all day. Okay. I know you told me that, and I did mean to say, what were you going to college for? But I'm not nearly as smart as you, so the words just came out wrong. Um, <laughs> Stephen, what do you do? Um, I'm also a software developer. Um, I started as a uh, an IT tech, basically, and worked my way into the developer track, unlike Natalie, who just jumped right into it. Well, she's um, brilliant. How would she not? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, seriously. I, in my wildest dreams prior to diabetes, if someone would have said how many carbs are in this, I would have been like, what? What do you thought? Just shut up and eat it. 
<laughs> What's a carb? It's a food. Yes. Yeah. It's bread. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so he got low. So, so you bolused or injected, I'm not sure which. And, um, but it's a bolus, even if it comes through a needle. And you got low because then you went on a hike. And, Steph, yeah, um, and, and Natalie, this so, did not scare you away at all? Oh, I was nervous. Um, well, I guess we should correct it. We were about to go on a hike, and he went low. His carb ratio was off very drastically, we learned later. Okay. Um, and so we waited it out. We just walked around and talked. And when we started the hike, I guess the interesting part is maybe half an hour or an hour in, he ran out of insulin completely. <laughs> Way to go, Stephen. <laughs> So then I was scared. <laughs> so he's so so you whip out the food. He's like, I need to know how many carbs this is because I have type one diabetes and I use insulin. He used too much insulin, got low, ran out of insulin. Yes. Classic first date. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't count this as my first date either if I was the two of you, I think. So Stephen, how does that happen? Wait, how old were you back then? Um, that was just four years ago. Um it happened because I live a mostly sedentary lifestyle and hiking wasn't usually on my uh, activities to do. Uh, it's still the case now, but I will be um, drastically affected by exercise or, or moving around um, and my, my blood sugar will just drop. Um, I've been on several insulin pumps and just kept the same carb ratio and insulin sensitivity factor up until recently when we switched to a DOI uh, algorithm. Yeah. Um, but that at that time, it was just, uh, I hadn't considered that when you're having meals um, right before activity, you don't dose for the full meal. Um, so it's just something that uh, elapsed on my part. I, I, I was, I was cracking up and holding it in when you said i'm usually sedentary like i imagined you like you know i do need a friend this stephanie girl seems nice or natalie girl seems nice excuse me and um and but she wants to go for a walk on a hill <laughs> you, you must have been like i don't do those things and uh why is this happening to me uh see natalie he did like you he he doesn't go for a walk for anybody he doesn't know what he thought <laughs> I'm 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 passing judgment right now. Uh, he he was he was smitten already. Okay, so this is interesting. So you've moved from pump to pump to pump in your life, and just kind of blindly taken settings with you. Were you having great results, and therefore you wanted to mimic them, and that's why you moved the settings, or did you just not really consider them that 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 well? Um, I think I had gotten pretty much a, a decent idea of what it was from my initial diagnosis. Um, so I had gotten them dialed in for my lifestyle at that time. Um, but I believe that my uh, basal rate was too high and my carb ratio was too low for that reason mm -hmm. or vice versa. Um, I forget what it was. So I find um, when so people, it, I'm sorry, I find when people leave injections and go to pumps they they end up falling into one or two categories. I, either they were having this great success on MDI, and it's sometimes because their basal insulin was heavier maybe than it should have been, and it was kind of masking mistakes with meals, um, and they were eating frequently enough to it for it not to cause them a problem. Or, you know, sometimes doctors will scale all of your settings back and your blood sugars will rise up greatly when you move to a pump because for some reason they want to fine-tune from lesser to more um 
that's uh but but something's missing here though. I'm not sure what it is yet, Stephen. We're gonna get to the to the core of this here. Um but how did you guys end up managing together? Like what uh, because you just said something really interesting a second ago, Stephen. You said we moved to a DIY solution. Who you said we like you and Natalie are just like one brain on this. Is that the case? Um, it's pretty close. Uh, Natalie, what do you think? I, excuse me. I am pretty quick to check blood sugar. Uh, so I have a better, I think I usually have a better feel for where Steven is at any given time. Not because I'm nervously checking it, but because my, I don't know what to do in this particular moment is pick up my phone and instead of going to some other app or checking the internet, the first thing I check is what's Steven's blood sugar. Okay. And from doing that, um, more recently, I think I have a good feel for, hey, by the way, you need a sip of juice or let's take a quick walk to kick things in a little bit faster and stop this um, stop this trend up. But before we switched to the DIY loop, I was more just carb management. Okay. I really think. But carbs are, I mean, they're a pretty important factor. I trust his basal rates, right? Um, so it was more just when we're about to mess up whatever his, whatever he's at, he needs to know accurately. So Steven, yeah. And God, please. I think that it started, um, when, uh, she started making lunches for me when we, uh, we ended up working at the same place as how we, how we met initially. Um, but I, I would bring prepackaged food and lunches with nutrition facts panels on them, um, and dose and estimate that way. But then um, sometimes I would forget my lunch and Natalie was making food and she offered to make lunch just two servings instead of one. Um, and so I started to rely on her for uh, carb counts and things like that because she made the food. So she knows what's in it. Stevens. And that just continued on. Um, we really debated about switching to the DIY pump because it was... Um, an expense that wasn't going to be covered by insurance. Um, but I did a ton of research into it and um, figured it would probably be worth it. People are really saying that this is uh, the way to go and they have a whole lot more control over it. Um, to give a brief history of the pumps and CGMs that I've been on, um, I believe I started with an Animus ping um, and then switched to the Vibe um, or vice versa. And then uh, that was after six months of being on MDI because of the initial diagnosis. Um, then Animus was going away, and I switched to a... Um, I forget if I switched to something in between, but then I was on the Medtronic 67AG um, because that was the first hybrid closed-loop closed system that was available for the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got really frustrated with that. Um, that was after we had gotten married. Um, and so it made the jump to a DIY algorithm um, a little bit easier and much more refreshing because it didn't have all the calibration uh, alarms and things like that. Um, through that time with the Animus, I had the Dexcom CGM, um, the G4, and then the G5. Um, and then the Medtronic CGM with the 670. And now I'm back on the Dexcom G6, which is also so much better because 
no calibrations. Yeah. I wonder if your backgrounds don't lend to the to the loop as well, right? Being able to see more granularly how things work and you guys must do did you kind of seamlessly understand building the app and all that stuff? That must have seemed like a walk in the park to you, right? Um, it wasn't necessarily a walk in the park, but we actually had um tried to start writing an Android app before uh digging into the the DIY one. So that brief taste, uh, we didn't re- get very far into that, into that at all. Um, but uh, that brief taste of it was just, oh, it's another code project and you click build and put it on your phone. Um, and that's that's how that works. Yeah. So. so you're not like me sitting here sweating and leaning over the desk and thinking that you're about to screw <laughs> the whole thing up entirely, constantly while you're looking at it and People are texting Not you. constantly, no. 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 <laughs> I'm in a panic when I'm doing it normally. <laughs> Although, you know, it's funny for me is that I can't, my level of focus is, it doesn't, it doesn't change for the situation. So I can't, I can't force myself to read through something. So when all that information comes up on the front, I just scan it for what I think looks important. <laughs> I can't believe I ever got that thing built, even with help, to be perfectly honest with you. There's something... <laughs> fascinating about the two of you and we haven't figured out what it is yet um natalie why do you want to help him with this diabetes and steven then the question to you is did you want help or was it just there and you were like huh cool we'll do it together gvoke hypopen has no visible needle and is the first pre-mixed auto injector of glucagon for very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes ages two and above not only is Gvoke Hypopen simple to administer, but it's simple to learn more about. All you have to do is go to gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. Gvoke shouldn't be used in patients with insulinoma or pheochromocytoma. Visit gvokeglucagon.com slash risk. When you visit contournext.com forward slash juice box, what you're going to find is the most accurate and easy to carry blood glucose meter that my daughter has ever had. It's the Contour Next One blood glucose meter. Besides having a bright light, an easy to read screen, and second chance test strips, it's also just, it's kind of adorable. It's a cute little meter, right? It's small and easy to carry, but not so small that you can't hold it. I don't know if you know what I'm saying there, but like sometimes you have one, you're like, ah, it falls out of your hand all the time, or it's hard to turn or operate. Not this one. This one is designed with you in mind. Head over now and find out if you're eligible for a free meter. That's a possibility. You'll find out at contournext.com forward slash juice box. While you're there, you can learn about second chance test strips, meaning that you can go in, get some blood, but not enough, go back and get more blood without ruining the accuracy of the test strip. It's pretty cool. It's a second chance of sorts. You know that happens, right? You're like, oh, it's, it's good. It's not enough. It's more, uh, right here. And then you're throwing away test strips. Doesn't happen with this meter. The contour next one may be, may be less expensive cash than other meters are through your insurance. Isn't that a crazy thought? Go over and find out. It really is a terrific website. I'm not just saying that. It's well thought out and it has a ton of information. There are links to Gvoke Glucagon and the Contour Next One blood glucose meter 
in the show notes of your podcast player and at juiceboxpodcast.com if you can't remember the links. I think part of it goes back to, I said that I show care or affection by making food for people. Mm -hmm. It could be generalized more to helping. Uh, So I like in college, if a friend was sick, I was constantly bringing them things, asking if I could run to the store for them. Um, If someone was working on a project, I wouldn't leave their side until the project, like if we were working on a group project, excuse me, then I wouldn't leave their side until the project was done. Even when the other teammates said, well, there's only one part left. So we're out of here. And that's just my mentality. Um, I have a good knack for remembering and noticing things. So when I noticed Steven would forget to change to exercise mode on his pump while we were walking or something, if I remembered, why wouldn't I help? And especially if I want him, he's five years older than me. So if I want him to live roughly the same length of time as me, he needs to take care of his diabetes. <laughs> She's already planning for your death, Steven. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, 40, 50 more years, I'm going to have to find another guy if he can't hold on. Uh, wait, wait. So Natalie, not to play pop psychologist too much, but divorced parents? No. Um, sibling my with mom an issue? Was con- uh-huh. I'm sorry. Did you have a sibling with an issue? No, no um, my mom you. was concerned that Stephen had diabetes when we were dating. And she said, are you prepared to deal with that? And I looked into it and the records I saw said diabetics died 15 years before they normally would. Oh. Uh, and I was like, that's 20 years difference. And women already live longer than men. That sounds very sad. So that became important to me. Sure. If this if I'm going to marry this person and we're supposed to live together for the rest of our lives, then I'd like that to actually be for the rest of our lives. Wow. You're just a genuinely kind person. All right, let's just real quick. You don't like like kick puppies or there's nothing we're missing here about you, right? Like there's like you're not running a cult, nothing weird, like you're just you're not, seriously, why are you so nice, damn it? I want to know. Stephen, I can't move on until I find out why Natalie's so nice. What part of the country are you from? Tennessee. Oh, Southern. I see. Okay, now we're getting to it. Why? Wait, wait you guys don't have the accent, really. Um, my mom is from Wisconsin, and my dad is from Texas, and I think they canceled out. I, I just heard the con in Wisconsin, so let's not get crazy. <laughs> okay, Natalie, I, we heard that a little bit. All right, so that was okay. But you, D- Stephen, do you know what I'm saying? Did it all feel too good to be true? Does Natalie still feel too good to be? Like, I'm thinking of telling my wife to get out, and then I'm going to go try to find Natalie. <laughs> like, like what's, what, what, is she, like, the kindest person you've ever met? What, what, how do you see her? Well, I won't share her. That's for sure. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll fight you if I have to, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, you have to just, like, check up my insulin pump or something. Um, but anyways. Yeah, you won't be that uh, hard to get rid of, Stephen. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know how this works. Yeah, I can handle it. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's she's been amazing. Um, the best helpmate I could have ever asked for and, and more. Um, uh, all of our friends also say, you know, you guys were perfectly matched because... Natalie wants to help and she gets into the insulin and diabetes just as much as you should. Is she better at diabetes than you are? Um, I may have helped with that being a more passive in it. Um, but I think she's pretty great at it. Yeah. Wow. And, and you can see her getting better at it. And, and have you learned, do you guys learn from each other in this process? Like, 
or is one of you more of the learner and the other one just is like, oh, that sounds reasonable. I'll do it. I will do a ton of research on things um, and not necessarily implement them. And then I'll share things with Natalie and she'll think about it too. She also is good at researching um, and actually acting on it. So I think that it's a, it's a complimentary relationship. Well, Stephen, what, what stops you from being proactive once you have the information? Um, if it's something that I'm excited about, then I'll definitely do it. But I'm more of a, I need to know everything before I do something. So I'll gather information for longer than I should uh, before just working with what I have. Stephen, you've heard that saying, right? Don't let perfect be the enemy of good. I've heard it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Do people say it to you constantly? <laughs> Natalie, is it is it frustrating? Um, I think it can be, but I'm pretty patient. And the fact that Steven is very patient with me saying, hey, by the way, do you think you could do this right now? Like, hey, I see you're rising. Can you stop what you're doing and dose really fast or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me way more forgiving. If he's trying, that's what I care about. So if he's willing to work with me, as long as somebody's managing it, I'm good. I have 40 more minutes to either break you guys up or prove you're the perfect couple. I'm, I'm not going to stop. So so dig in. Because I'm, I'm very fascinated. Like, I'm not judging you. I'm really fascinated about your interplay. It's... um. It's it's uncommon. I would I would think, uh, Stephen, you're ready that if uh, Natalie ever has a baby, the baby will become her boyfriend, and you will now be the guy who gets like groceries, right? You understand that you'll become like a major <laughs> domo in the situation at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely something that'll happen. <laughs> Good, but Good. I already go. Um, I already go on errands for her and do things for her that she needs. So I think it won't be too much. I'm resisting the urge to uh, be sexist and crass and say that you must be amazing in other ways. <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> Stephen um, things are good otherwise? Yeah, yeah. I think things are good. Yeah, well, um, I'm sure they are. Natalie, I mean, <laughs> why, what, what are you? You're like a Svengali, Natalie. Do you know the word? I actually don't. Okay, hold on a second. We'll do it together. Um, it's a... Um, it's an oddly spelled word. Don't worry. I think I can figure it out. There it is. Ah, okay. Oh, my God. I, I, I mistakenly... Some people from the Northeast are going to laugh about this. I mistakenly Googled Sven Gulli, which was a, a guy on, like, access television <laughs> in the 80s. Hold on a sec. I'm making myself laugh, and you have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Svengali is like somebody who could who has like a like a magical type hold over somebody. Like you 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 like you you're something's ha- why why can't I figure this out? What's going on? All right, let's dig deeper. Are we very religious? Um, we are both. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I would say yes, but not in the militant sense. Okay, in the kindness and grace sense. Um, we do have, we're both Christian, um, and we do act on that and practice it, but we're not in the group of people yelling at people on the sidewalk. Oh, if that makes sense. I appreciate that. You're not yelling at me. Um, and, and, and because there's no, um, 
you understand that I'm from the Northeast. Everybody listening is like, why can't Scott just accept these people are kind? (laughs) I am accepting it. I'm trying to understand. Like, I don't know how you get to, like, listen, Natalie, not for nothing. You and I are really similar. So I, I care like very deeply about the people around me. I spend a lot of time paying attention to them. I, you know, finally had a day off on Saturday morning last week, and I remembered that someone asked for sugar cookies, so I spent like three hours making sugar cookies. While I was making them, I thought, I could be doing so many other things right now, but it made me happy to make the cookies. And then, you know, it's not like there were only a few cookies. People ate them and or didn't, and I make dinner and go shopping, and I pay attention to everybody's needs, but they don't seem to... <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't think they th- your 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 interplay here, like I said, is really interesting because Stephen's aware of it. Whereas when you do it for children, or even sometimes a spouse when you've been married for longer, I don't think they notice. And and I even see sometimes that people can feel I don't want to say resentful, but when they notice you're concerned about them, it's almost like they don't want you to be. Um, but you guys have none of that going on. So I'm trying to figure out why you're so nice. So that's why I'm asking weird questions. Um, I get that. I ask why Steven isn't upset with how much I care fairly often. Oh, you you think he should push back and you're weirded out that he doesn't? I'm scared that he'll push back and I'm very grateful that he doesn't. Because you need... Like one day I'll just have enough of it and be like, (laughs) stop helping me. All right. So Steven, but you don't feel like that? No, I don't think so. I think that it's it lightens the load. Um, if it was just me dealing with my diabetes and other things, then it would be something that I would be hiding or keeping to myself. Um, and so if she's willing to assist, I would be happy if she was just aware of it and, um, you know, gave, gave some small input when I asked for it, but she does so much more. No, it sounds like it. Like Natalie, could you manage other people too? Do you think like, if I just like, sent you somebody's Dexcom graph, do you think you could make reasonable assertions about their care? Are you at that level? Um, while I might be able to, I think the problem is I only have exposure to Medtronic and he switched to the 670G actually pretty uh, early into our relationship. Not, uh, it was before we were married. And then the current loop system. So... With Medtronic, I didn't even realize that your receiver for the CGM data and the pump weren't always the same thing. So there are a lot of things that I'm like, wait, what? As we listen to this podcast, there that's separate components, or you can actually just mess with basal rates and it doesn't fight you on it, or so on. So the podcast, so you guys, all right, so do you guys listen together or separately, or does is it just you, Natalie? Uh, Steven started listening to it, actually, and then he had me start listening for the pro tip episodes and then to hear about your experiences with the um, DIY algorithm. Mm-hmm. And I was really interested in the podcast and we tend to listen to podcasts together anyway. We both work from home right now and I frequently work from home while Steven is a, a remote worker. So if we're both doing something that's a little bit monotonous, like building code, then it's nice to listen to podcasts. So we were already in that habit. And I think Steven has been listening to a few without me and then starring the ones that I would find interesting. Okay. Uh, So 
you understand that I think it's lovely that you guys listen together and it really warms my heart. And then the person inside of me who wants more downloads is absolutely, absolutely irritated that you're listening on one device. (laughs) 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 Excuse me. And not listening separately on two different devices. (laughs) I'm torn between the, the kindness of the story and my needs. Uh, But no, no, that that's so Steven, you found it first. Yeah, um, back when I was uh, working on uh, researching the DIY algorithm, um, the there was a Discord that dealt with um, or was a community for diabetics, and so I hopped onto that um, and also started looking for type one diabetic podcasts uh, and found a couple. They had one that they mentioned, and then I think I found yours, um, and that was really it. Uh, there, there may have been one other that I started listening to and stopped listening to, but, um, yeah, I listened to a lot of podcasts, so adding one more wasn't a terrible deal and this was relevant to our lives. Can I take a detour for a second and ask you a, a, a question for myself? If you're a, 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 a person who listens to a lot of podcasts, is this podcast good for a diabetes podcast or is it a good podcast? Be honest. (laughs) <laughs> well, it is a good diabetes podcast, um, but I think that it's uh, it's a good podcast in general. Even if it's not going to be something that's applicable to us, we still enjoy listening because uh, you have a great demeanor with the guests. I have my hands up over my head. I'm celebrating privately in my room. Thank you. <laughs> it's my goal to do this, uh, to do what you described. And and um, I understand that this is a, not a perfectly controlled setting because you may feel pressure to answer that way. But I believe you mainly because you appear to be two of the kindest people in the world. And I feel like you would tell me the truth in a way that would break my heart <laughs> if, if you thought the opposite. <laughs> there have been definitely there have definitely been podcasts that I've stopped listening to because they were boring or irrelevant or or other reasons. But we get a kick out of listening to the juice box. Thank you. Oh, that's excellent. Plus, I must seem crazy to you. Do I? <laughs> Natalie, you or you answer this one, please. Um, I think the only comments that I've had have been, this guy is super nice and he's very good. He's very well suited for an interview style podcast. Um, you. You're, you seem passionate, but I wouldn't say crazy. Thank you. See? You guys could, well, you can't move to the Northeast now. No one's allowed to move around the country. But um, <laughs> you should come here. We're pretty nice, some of us. I know some horrible people, too. But I'm sure there are horrible people everywhere. So <laughs> this is it. I am very passionate about it, Natalie. I um, I genuinely believe in my heart that there is no reason for people to struggle, although there are, you know, of course, thousands of reasons why they do struggle. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of getting good information into people's hands so that they can do their best with it. Uh, it sounds like you guys are doing that. So, um, Stephen, can I ask what your A1C is? Um, I don't have my most recent A1C. Um, I know it was in the fives though. Wow. Natalie, do you remember? It was 5.3. Natalie knows. Good. I think it was 5.4. Yeah. 5.4. Is that with what kind of variability? Are you guys tracking that kind of stuff? Time and range? Mm-hmm. Um, coefficient? What is that? I can't. Yeah, the deviation. standard deviation yeah, stuff, is that, usually that fun stuff. Usually around 30, I think. Um, recently, it's been a little bit wonky, so up to 40. I blame Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> I blame insulin. Yeah. 
How so, Natalie? Tell me. Um, Steven switched to keeping his keeping that filling the vial more than he normally does and using it up. So it was going longer than the usual three days, and we were dealing with a lot of bad insulin days. This is the um, which pump now? Um, so the the app is Android APS. Um, I'm right. using it with the Medtronic 753. Right. So the the reservoir goes up to 300 units, but I've never filled it that full. I had been filling it to 200, but we've been exercising more recently. Mm-hmm. And so my insulin needs have gone down. So I really only need 100 units for three days. So having it in for a week was not, not a good idea. Gotcha. Hey, um, for the life of me, I can't think of her name, but the person who developed this, the the algorithm that you're using, the Android APS, she's been on the show. Why yeah, can't, why? I think we listened to that episode. Katie yeah. DeSimone? No, no, no. No, hold on a second. Wait, you're using... You're not using Loop. You're using the APS, right? Oh, uh, yeah. We're using the APS. Okay. Um, I have to think of her name now because I don't want to just skip over it because it's amazing. She was way out ahead of other people on this. And why can't I... Hold on a second. I feel terrible. Because I had her on and her... Was it her boyfriend or are they were they married at the time? I can't think. All right, oh I'm, yeah, the open APS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those right. Days. Is that what you're using? So we yeah we looked at um, that one versus one that was an app on the phone. We both have Android phones um, because that's my preference. And so open APS is something that you build with a little device that has a radio uh, separate from your phone and you can check with it, check what it's doing on night scout. Yep. Uh, Android APS basically takes that algorithm and puts it on your phone so I can control everything from my phone with the rather link similar to how the loop works. Yes. Or how, yeah, how the loop works. And they all right, And I have, I, I, I did something that makes me feel, I almost said douchey. That's a word. I can say that. Um, but I, <laughs> I searched on my own site <laughs> which I don't know why makes me feel silly, but it does. Uh, Dana Lewis, and it was her husband, Scott Librand, and they were actually in concurrent episodes number 63 and 64. And this was so many years ago that it was just it was just alien to me that, that she had built this algorithm and done all this. Um, and now, of course, you know, there's Loop as well, and you know, all the companies are bringing their algorithms to market and it just, it seems so normal at the point at this point. But, um, but yeah. Okay. So Dana and her husband, Scott, I, I apologize for not to them for not being able to pull their names out of my head very quickly. So you are just an Android person, which I assumed being a developer, that makes sense to me, right? Why do developers like Android better than iPhone? I would say it's because uh, it's more customizable. Um, you can do more things with it, um, and it's not locked down to one system. Why do corporations prefer iPhone over Android? Exactly the opposite reason. Um, yeah. It's less customizable, so they're better able to control the security on it. Okay. So that's interesting. You know the... Okay. 
I lost my thought. But that that so that makes sense to me. So if you're going to build something, especially a medical device, and you're going to market it, you don't want people fiddling with it for many many reasons. And if you're going to make something that's actually DIY, then you have to give them the ability to to work on it. And I guess with Loop, it's through um, Xcode and being able to get in there and make changes if you want to. And mm-hmm. with the other one, it's because it's on an Android platform, so it's more accessible to you. How much does your background help you with it? Um, I've been able to tweak a couple things in the code, um, but I haven't really messed with it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly, I'm a, I'm a participant on the outside. I've got an issue. Hey, what's going on here? Um, and I'll ask other people for help with it. You provide feedback. Um, it's not sometimes. something that I, I really want to dive into. Gotcha. So I haven't spent too much time with that. I mean, if it works, right? So, I mean, what what needs to be done to it? I would imagine, like you're you know, that's yeah. not that's not your life developing this. Um, you're just trying to live, and it's doing a great job for you. I mean, your A one C is terrific. Your deviation sounds good. You know, and and it's interesting too that you were able to see so quickly. I talk about this a lot with your pump site or your insulin doing what you expect of it. And so is that how you Natalie saw right away that he shouldn't be loading the pump with so much insulin? Yeah. Um, I was getting frustrated because every three and a half days, suddenly he'd have a stuck on high and we'd be walking, we'd be dosing so much insulin. And I was like, why does this suddenly doing this? What have we changed? And Steven said he'd been filling his, uh, he'd been filling his reservoir more. Steven, what are you doing? You can't just go all like half cocked and do stuff by yourself. Obviously, Natalie <laughs> needs to be brought into the decision making process. I mean, she's pretty much the brains of the operation. I'm, I'm getting that. I, uh, do you agree, Natalie? Are you in charge? <laughs> um, there's a reason why I don't just grab his phone and do stuff. I feel like he should still be the one to always make the decisions because I don't have the background with diabetes. Sure. So there were certain things that I didn't know, like, I couldn't tell you how many units he would dose for anything. All I knew was carbs. Mm -hmm. And so I'm starting to get a feel for that. I have two numbers that I use and that's about it. (laughs) But um, it's, I felt like there was more to it that I just hadn't, I didn't know because I wasn't touching the device and I didn't want to, I guess, infringe on his domain for that. I wanted to give him respect. Yeah, of course. I mean, it is, it's it's his diabetes, right? Like it's, it, I, I, there's got to be a line somewhere. Is there a line somewhere, Stephen, where you'd be like, "Hey, that's too much," or are you just really comfortable with this setup? Um, I have a lot of trust that I don't think it'll go too far. Yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes if I'm not doing something, or if I'm busy if, and really focused on something, then I'll just hand her my phone and say, "Do it for me." Um, but most of the time, it's a it's a pretty good give and take. Stephen, tell me again how old you were when you were diagnosed, please. Um, gosh, that would be 20. I was 21, I think. So you've never had like a parent help you with this ever? No. Um, it was my, my mom took me to the endocrinologist's office cause I was home and didn't have a car. Um, but it was pretty much on my own. Um, the endocrinologist knew I was, um, technically minded. Uh, and so she was really, um, she wanted to get me to get on a pump, uh, but the insurance wouldn't let me get one for six months because they're stupid. Yeah. But um, my mom and dad haven't really like done any insulin dosing or or 
set changes or anything like that, like you have with um, with Arden. What about when you were younger, just in general? Were your parents very hands-on with things? Like, did you have a lot of parental involvement in your life that you were comfortable and happy to have? I would say that my parents are different in that different enough in that my mom was the concerned parent and always wanted to help or or do something for the kids when my dad was more like let them fall let them bump their head they'll they'll bounce back and be better for it yeah you guys would understand i imagine if we polled a hundred people we don't have the obvious ability to do that but if we polled a hundred people who had diabetes adults i imagine some of them would think that this is incredibly not okay. And some people would think it's amazing. I I would just think it's their experience one or the other, but I've seen people have that, like, this is my diabetes. Don't tell me what to do. You, You know, I don't want help with it. I can see those people being like, Oh wow. It's, it's strange that somebody's helping him. And then I, I could see the exact opposite, you know, at the same time, people have struggled or, just in general, know that what a burden it is and it could help. I, I kind of don't see it. I see it the the latter. Like, I don't understand why it would be a problem. Um, I mean, you obviously, Stephen, you can take care of yourself. And Natalie seems like she comes in and helps you when, you know, when you do the wrong thing and you're pissing her off a little bit. Uh, and and I, I, I think there's a real, like, kind of genuine beauty to it. Um, do you imagine you'll do it like this forever? Um, I imagine that at some point the algorithm will take over, um, and neither of us will have to put nearly as much effort into it as we do now. Um, but until that point, I don't see a problem with continuing as we are. Natalie, if there wasn't an algorithm, if it was just a pump and it was on Steven to count carbs, do you think you'd be as involved? Well, when we switched from 670G to prepping the Android APS algorithm, you had to go completely off auto mode, any kind of help, any algorithm at all. Right. And I think I was more involved then because I was scared. That was my first time. There was nothing that was going to help at night. I woke up every other hour, I think. I didn't bother Stephen, but I was just so worried. I think it would have calmed down eventually when I figured out how things worked. But I think my concern for the fact that there were no safety guards would make me more involved. Yeah. And have you ever, I'm sorry to ask, have you ever lost like a close loved one or do you live with anxiety or anything like that? Or is this just a a common sense concern because of the nature of the situation? I think it's a common sense concern. Um, I mean, he can go into the forties and as long as I can see what's going on and as long as we have some juice on hand, I'm fine. Um, I've seen him go as low as the low 30s. And then I was really worried because that was one of the first times I'd seen him low. But now that it's happened a couple times, uh, not in the 30s, of course, but now that he's gone low a few times, I've, I'm just comfortable. Um, but that doesn't take away my sense of responsibility, which is a very strong trait of mine. Yeah. No kidding. And uh, you do still be quite concerned when I go into the 40s. Only if you're not coming up, especially if we're trying to go to sleep. Oh yeah, yeah that's the worst. Stephen, is it um is it a, a common occurrence to get low like that, or lower? Um, no, we're tweaking a couple things on the algorithm to see if the basal rates need adjustment. Um, so it, I have been low 
um, not in the 40s, but like close and maybe dipping in a little bit in the past like couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, but it hasn't been a common occurrence before this. I understand. <sighs> okay. Am I not asking you guys anything that I should be that I'm missing? Because I got really enamored with your situation. So I'm now forgetting <laughs> why the hell you came on the show. I, I like the whole time I'm talking, I'm like, I don't even care why they wanted to come on. This is fascinating. <laughs> um, so I want to circle back around and make sure that I'm not. I'm going to ask Natalie because she seems like she, she she seems smarter than both of us, Steven. Go ahead, Natalie. Is there anything we missed? Um, We're. Originally, I had sent you an email explaining how we handle carb counting when, or I guess dosing in general for food, when I don't cook the same thing all the time. Cool. I'm always switching it up. Um, Though it's not too different, I think, from the mentality that you have with with just memorizing what you do eat, Mm -hmm. because you can just break it down more to ingredients. For the ones that you don't use very often, then you can just check the packaging or something. But what I do as I'm cooking is I start tallying up the total for the entire dish. So we were making a pumpkin stuffed pasta the other day in a tomato sauce. So I looked at the jar for tomatoes and did the math. It says how many servings are in the container and how many carbs per serving. So just multiply those two together. And then I added the same thing for the pumpkin, added the same thing for the pasta. And when we get done, when we start to eat, then whatever we pull out, you can see what portion of the dish that was. So like it was a sixth that time that Stephen put on his plate. So it's like, okay, well, the total for the entire dish was, I think it was like 430 something carbs. So this one particular serving is this many carbs, but it's also high fat. So we're going to treat it like pizza. So over four hours, expect this amount of carbs to enter your system. I can tell you that when I'm making this certain pasta for Arden, I have to put it in a certain bowl, and then I know how much insulin she mm-hmm. needs for it. If you put it in a flatter bowl where it kind of like settles more, I look at it and I don't know what to do. It, because I don't even pay attention to the scooping. I mm-hmm. just, I know when it's in this bowl and it kind of looks like this, this is 45 carbs. Um, I, I don't know how I got to that point exactly, but it's, uh, it's really valuable. It, and, and to be able to be the person who's making the concoction and knows everything that's in it, I imagine you get pretty close on the carbs. Yeah. Um, one big one carb off will change Stephen by five points. So we try to get it pretty exact, and I think we get it within within five grams a lot of time. Wow, he's that he's really sensitive to the insulin. I'm going to talk about you like you're not here now, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, especially when we have regularly been exercising, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, on how he responds to food and insulin, and if we just miss exercising, like we try to do it every other day. And if we just miss for a week, then all of a sudden his basal rate drops. Um, Food makes him spike even harder. But yeah, for the most part, uh, carbs especially, we keep a, we give him sugar by the half teaspoon to get him, bring him up when he's low. I am imagining then that he just basically has ratios that are 
their exercise day ratios and non-exercise day ratios? We're working on that. Yeah. Um, we may, we're testing out a feature of Android APS where you can just change the percent of the profile that you're using. Mm-hmm. So he's on his regular profile right now at 95%. So it's lowered the insulin needs by 5% for everything across the board. It is interesting how different people think about it. Like I just, I just lie about the carbs to myself, basically. Do you know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll say, okay, this is this, this meal's nine units because it's probably about so many carbs. So I'll just pretend it's 20 less carbs and then I'll do that. I, 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 but you want it to be like a a setting. And I don't think either is right or wrong. I just think it's interesting mm-hmm. how people's like different people's brains want things to be and how it makes it easier for them. Um, I just want to leave a note for myself right here um, for my editing that I think I want to call this episode. Everybody needs a Natalie. Uh, so anyway, that's just <laughs> strong. It's a strong contender right now, Stephen, <laughs> just in case you're wondering your name doesn't even get to go into it. So, <laughs> Um, Natalie, are you, if you don't mind getting off the diabetes for half a second, Mm -hmm. do you ever worry that you care too much about other people? Cause I do sometimes about myself. That's why I'm asking you. Um, I do for the reason that you cited of people not wanting the help. So So I think I get, oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, please. I think I get apologetic. But I still can't stop trying to help, which is probably a problem because then I'm apologizing and still doing it at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Steven's like, yo, man, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> what are you it doing? Is definitely a very strong sense of responsibility on her side. In her. Yeah. Does it Sometimes translate? I have to be like, no, don't worry. It's not your problem, yeah. whatever this thing is. Stephen, does that does that feeling of responsibility does it translate beyond you? I would say it's embedded in everything that Natalie does. Hmm. Natalie, I want you to go to see a therapist and report back to me and find out why this is. I don't care if you're like this. <laughs> by the way, I just want to understand it better. Um, it, it's and you can't point to anything in your life and like how how young do you remember feeling like this? Um, in Girl Scouts. In early elementary school, I know somebody had to do something that was not pleasant. I don't remember what it was, but the first thing that went into my head was, if I do this, none of my friends have to do this. Hmm. I should take you on fear factor. <laughs> be like, Natalie, eat that cockroach. <laughs> I want the $50,000. Eat the cockroach. Oh, I've gotten out of doing that before. I was supposed to eat a rhinoceros beetle. Whoa, slow down. Where did that happen? <laughs> uh, a college group. We were playing a game where it was, if your name was drawn, you had to do something. And they drew all the names ahead of time. And somebody came up to me and said, Natalie, you're allergic to shellfish, right? I can't eat fish. Shellfish are fine, but I didn't want to, we weren't having either at the time. So I was like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm allergic. So she went away and I found out that got me out of eating a rhinoceros beetle because if you have shellfish allergies, you can't eat bugs. What kind of reasonable college lunatics were you around that they were double checking on people's allergies (laughs) before eating beetles? That's those two things are incongruous. You understand that, right? Seriously. Like, we're going to do something crazy, but first let's double check and make sure it's going to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> no one does that. 
you guys live in a different you're lying to me about where you live you're in a uh a magical land floating 20 feet off the ground somewhere uh where none of us get to go uh that's so oh god so no beetle eating for you uh steven do you ever eat anything weird um not that i can recall specifically uh, there's probably been some concoction of condiments or something at college that people shoved together and said hey drink this you know in the back of my mind i was hoping you said i ate some japanese food once when i was <laughs> on a hike it's <laughs> <laughs> like steven pull this together do it for me come on and then no oh, sorry but, so uh, yeah there that that does bring to mind we have eaten some pretty weird japanese food yeah. do you want to try this again steven do you ever eat anything weird yeah, there's a Japanese dish called shikoku or shiroko. Um, mm-hmm. Natalie can oh, correct yeah. me. Uh, yeah, shiroko. Uh, yeah. Jesus, Natalie, where did that come from? Do you speak Japanese too? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not fluently, only a little bit. My fr- um, A few of my good friends live in Japan. Have we only scratched the surface about you two? What is going What else do you do? Are you like international spies? Anything like serious? <laughs> Wow, if you were, you wouldn't be able to tell me. <laughs> I think Steven is. Natalie, do you have any favorite cooking shows? Because I love Chef Show on Netflix. We don't have cable, but I used to watch Good Eats a lot because I loved the food science. Why don't you have cable? Too expensive. Money? Not enough to watch. <laughs> Can you guys come back on every week until I've feel satisfied that I understand everything about you, please. <laughs> you don't have Netflix? Uh, we do. We do okay. have that. Okay, I told you this is on Netflix, Natalie. Ah, your listening skills are deteriorating. I found a chink in your armor. Okay. My bad. No, 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 no. Too much are, laughing. Is she apologizing, right? Are you, do you mean that? Were you apologizing? Don't apologize to me, please, if you're, <laughs> if you're feeling that way. Um, no, seriously, it's John Favreau, the, like, the movie director, and, um, Oh God, I can't think of a chef that does this show with him, but I just enjoy, I enjoy the chef show. So there you go. Try it. See what you think. You'll probably be like, I'll get a note in the mail. You're an idiot. You don't understand cooking (laughs) and you'll hand deliver it. (laughs) Like it'll be handwritten and it'll come with a stamp and everything. And then that'll make (laughs) me wonder. I'll be like, why did Natalie mail that and not email it? How did she get my address? Yeah. How did, well, did you hear what happened? Do you follow me on the medias that are social? I am very bad at the social type medias. Me too. But um, someone sent me a gift to my house and it was food and it was amazing. Like they were like, I guess people would just call them cake pops, but it was like this chocolate stuff dipped in this vanilla um, chocolate. They were so good. And they got to the house and I'm like, how the, what are like, how the hell did this end up at my house? Like who, like, so somebody figured out my address and sent me food. And I was like, well, I'm obviously not going to eat this because a stranger has sent me food. And then I opened it up and I was like, huh? I was like, Kelly, try one of these. <laughs> <laughs> and then like 20 minutes later, like, she seemed okay. So we ate them. They were really delicious. <laughs> and uh, then we found the person who sent them who was really very kind and was just trying to say thank you for the podcast. And I, I said to her, <laughs> Just send money next time. You really don't need to do this. Um, and for everybody else, please don't try to figure out my address because you'll creep me out and I'll stop doing this podcast. Um, now somebody's going to be like, is this how I get him to stop? <laughs> but anyway, um, 
I don't remember the point of what I was saying. <laughs> and now I feel like we were- Natalie's disappointed in me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were talking about cooking shows. Ah, I don't remember. Thank how that- you for a judgmental letter being sent directly to your house. See, I thought of mail, and then I thought of food being sent <laughs> to me. And I'm guessing this is what ADHD looks like. I don't know. Um, <laughs> very cool. What else about about meals, Natalie, is important to you as far as you can tell about understanding how to like really decide about how many carbs are in things? Um, chunky things are a pain. So I'm talking pre-mixed salads. We usually, I've started just mixing individual bowls at a time. If any of the carb stuff goes into Stephen's bowl only, not into the entire salad and then divided into Stephen's plate just it's too difficult all the carby stuff goes to the bottom and then he'll go low until the last meal and then he'll go high so those are frustrating soups i have soups are also difficult if they're chunky i really have no tips for that we just figure it out Hmm. but for things that are oddly shaped where actually looking at the portion of the plate might be odd or something like spirally pastas and stuff. They link together in certain ways where it's never going to be even. Then I actually just weigh the entire dish portion. Steven takes what he wants. And then we weigh the entire dish again and said, Oh, you had this proportion of it. Okay. Um, We do use a scale quite a lot, actually. Have uh, it was interesting that you just said like the carby stuff falls to the bottom of the salad, meaning he eats it less. Stephen, can you not just take your fork and like toss the salad every once in a while while you're eating it? Oh, I mean the serving bowl. Oh, in the bowl, like it falls to the bottom. You're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so he gets to it later, and then the insulin hits him too hard, and he hasn't had any of the carbs. Um. No. So we'll. I'll make more dishes at once. Like let's say I'll make two meals worth of food for the two of us. Um. So I. Let's say I toss the entire salad in a big bowl, the, the mixing bowl. Okay. Uh, and then we get our food from that. But tomorrow's meal is what has all the carbs because that fell to the bottom. Okay. Does that make more sense? It does. I did. I wasn't following, but I do now. That makes total sense. Natalie, can I make a suggestion? And this is not a learned suggestion, meaning I am not a smoker, but I would love to see you get a little high and then try to guess carbs for a meal. Uh, because I feel like you're, um, are we, are we a, a type A personality, Natalie? Um, that means everything has to be exact, right? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Like, per, you, are you shooting for perfection a lot outside of diabetes as well as inside? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I want you to try to guess a couple meals. Would it kill you? Uh, I have. Whenever yeah. we go out to eat or something like that, I do that. Does it work? Um, I can get close. There are some where it's a complete guess. So we tend to guess low if we're far from supplemental carbs or guess high if we have access. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and it works out mainly? Good. We really only measure when we're at home because it's there. So why not? Uh, like we had some maple kettle corn last night. And well, we have to pour it into the bowl anyway, if uh, we're going to be sitting on opposite ends of the room. So let's just put Steven's bowl on the scale. He pours what he wants. Okay. We have the grams. It's this many carbs. Why do you sit on the opposite ends of the room? We were playing some. We were playing Dungeons and Dragons online. 
You probably should have left didn't that want out. Mike's Nat- yeah, and Natalie, stuff. you should have left that out probably in the podcast, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> we have a good set of friends that we play with. So you were online gaming, so you weren't near each other literally, so there wouldn't be um, interference with microphones. Yeah, although that... So we'll often sit on the opposite sides of the room. I should say last night we did not. We were at the same table. But then we just used Stephen's mic because it's not as exact. Okay. So people can shut the podcast off right now if they want to, but I'm going to keep asking questions. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've never played Dungeons & Dragons. Um, I have a, a loose understanding of how it's played like in person in a board situation, but how does it get played online? There's software that mimics the board. So you have a grid and little tokens that they're just drawings that they put on there. It's actually easier than on the table because then all the math is done for you. Okay. Steven, are you aware or worried that Natalie could probably cheat on you and you'd have to let it go because of your diabetes care? You'd just be like, oh, that was horrible, but she is really good at figuring out my carbs. So, like, do you see what I'm like? <laughs> <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Like, she could probably, like, th- she probably has more leeway than you do, don't you think? Like, relationshipy? She brings a lot to um, the table, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, she she certainly does. And I think that I think that we're close enough that I don't have to worry about that. So yeah, <laughs> Natalie, uh, but if if something like that were to happen, then there would be some definite um, counseling and and reconciliation needed to happen. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Steve would be in an office like, listen, I am very willing to let this go. <laughs> Just <laughs> Natalie, I'm I'm trying to empower you here. I think you could probably. <laughs> Take a couple hundred dollars out of the bank account. Nobody would say a word. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Call it payment for understanding how many carbs are in food. (laughs) You guys are so nice. You're freaking me out. I'm not not certain if it says something about you. I think it says something about me. I can't like I am having a hard time accepting that how kind you seem. (laughs) What do you think? Natalie, what do you think that means? Hmm. I think Steven and I are an unusual match. Like okay. I said, I keep questioning how this worked out so well. So I don't think you're crazy. I'm definitely seeing something, right? Yeah. But why um, can't I accept People were always it? telling us to get together for this reason. Why can't I accept it, Natalie? Like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I don't know. You've interviewed nice people before. Yeah, so. I, don't, I don't understand them either. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that doesn't help. No, no, there's no help. Listen, I'm. I think I'm a nice person. Do you agree with that? From listening, yes, yeah. But there's, I don't know what it is. Like there's an. It's not maybe your actions as much as it is tone, or like, am I just reading nice as not sarcastic? I can't decide. <laughs> My my head hurts from this. Like I really, I I don't know what's wrong. I feel like there's something incredibly wrong with me. I feel like I'm also inviting a thousand emails of you people telling me what you think is wrong with me. Which trust me, just send cake pops if you're gonna do that. Okay, but <laughs> but but no, I mean it's. I don't know if it's um cultural, if it's geographic. I can't I can't decide what it is. But I I don't know two people like you, like like. I seriously don't. I know really kind people, 
But, you know, 20 seconds doesn't go by without them saying something shitty or sarcastic. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> a fun side story related to that. Um, I'm actually uh, born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. Um, and my sister went to college in Jackson, Mississippi. And on um, orientation day or something, like when she was getting into her dorm, she met another um, new student and said, hi, how's it going? Or, or whatever she said. And um, at some point in the conversation, it came up where, you know, where are you from? And they said, you're, fr- you're from Maryland, but you're from the North and you're nice. So it's probably just a, a family thing that we've got going on. No kidding. I don't imagine there's just like a magical line that when you get beyond it, you change, right? Although maybe there is. <laughs> I think that's right <laughs> I around think the Washington. The city maybe. you get into, the, the more it changes. D- dense, dense population. You're saying? Yeah, like all the all the big cities seem to have less uh, less allowance for others. I think. How do you think you'd fare in that situation? Natalie'd be dead in a week because she tried to. Yeah, help I don't think I would like it too much. Yeah, yeah. Natalie, you would just you would you'd short circuit. I feel really bad every time I'm in the north. I'm trying to smile and wave at people and open doors and stuff, and they don't seem to enjoy it. No, they need you to get the hell out of their way. They're going somewhere, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a uh, I say hello to people when I make eye contact with them a lot, and it it, it sometimes it, it it you're shocked by how shocked they are. You know, um, but I'm comfortable here. I like the pace. And, um, as a matter of fact, like if I've ever gone on a vacation, like a a quiet, calm place where everybody's just super kind, it makes me feel odd for days. It takes me a long time to get accustomed to it. Like, I don't understand why people aren't in a hurry. Like, Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like after somebody says, thank you, or like the third time, like, Oh, I get it. You're nice. Let it go. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think what would happen? Let me paint a picture for you. Your children come out. They're super athletic and not nice. <laughs> Don't want to play Dungeons and Dragons. And they, they're like, oh, she's always trying to help me. What will you do? Um, let them scrape their knees and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd. I imagine that I'm not going to be the worried parent. I might try to help a lot, but. I think my mentality is kids want you to be engaged in what they want, but you should leave them alone uh, and let them be independent whenever they want to try. Like you can give them a warning, but I feel like they'd resent you if you interfered too much. Jesus, Natalie, you got that right too. What the heck? (laughs) (laughs) Steven, would you like win a lottery? Did you find a genie bottle? Let's all right. Now I'm talking to Steven, Natalie. You be quiet. Did you find like a bottle and there was a genie in it? What happened? Like, what did um, you do? Did you did you save like an airplane full of people from dying? Like, how, why are you being paid back like this? I don't know. God damn. I think God was just kind to me. That's it. That's what you're going with. <laughs> just, just more kindness. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Nothing. I've been, I've been really blessed. That's for sure. Okay. No, I can't. Listen, man, I can't argue with you. I, I think that your scenario is 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 lovely. And it it's 
I'm assuming there are a lot of people with diabetes right now listening to adults who are thinking, I wish somebody would help me with all this, or even just be interested enough to, to want to understand it and to put the effort in, you know? And that's really all you're doing, Natalie. Like, this isn't overwhelming your life, I imagine. No. No. Steven, but it is making your life easier. For sure, yeah. What do you do to make Natalie's life easier? Here, I'm going to get you guys into a fight. I bet you don't do anything. You're a guy. Go ahead, Natalie. He's not trying hard enough, right? Oh, he does so much. God. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> What's he do? Um, whenever I'm not feeling well, which is a regular cycle, I'm sure you understand. I get um, the pun. Don't you worry. Takes care of everything. Mm-hmm. One weekend, we were supposed to make sausage from scratch, like grind the meat up, stuff it in, the, uh, add the spices, stuff it in the cases. Of course you are. Keep going. <laughs> and it kicked in right before the hard part. And I couldn't do anything. I just, I had to go lay down on the couch and Steven took care of the whole hour long process of stuffing the sausage, twisting it off for me. He didn't complain. He was still willing to make stuff later. Um, Same with him going to the store for me. I could go on about Steven. (laughs) Go ahead. Tell me one more thing. Like getting medicine and stuff. I'm like, no, you're my wife. I'm taking care of you. Be quiet. I'm having trouble holding back what Arden calls it when her when her period comes because I feel like it's inappropriate and you'll all judge my child. <laughs> but I'm just gonna say it. Uh, I'll be like, "What's wrong?" And she'll be like, "My hooch exploded." <laughs> um, For me, it it hurts about that bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it it feels like that, and and he just jumps right in. Yeah. Um, super fast to handle anything for me. He, if I try to get up and do something, he'll come back over and gently push on my shoulder. That's, it's kind of a joke. It's not like he's controlling me or anything like that. That's how he indicates. No, you, you it's okay. Yeah. I'll take care of it. Jesus. I've even thrown in a couple of inappropriate sexual references here and neither of you've picked up on them. I picked up on it, but I'm so bad at responding to those. Yeah. <laughs> I was really hard for me not to say anything when you said he finished stuffing the sausage and twisting them off. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't say. I, I literally, we'd be in a completely different direction right now if I just allowed myself to go there. And nobody would be listening. <laughs> you know what? I think nobody would be listening, but I think people would be like, finally, Scott's going to get dirty on this podcast. But I got kids <laughs> listening, so I'm stuck. I'm already feeling bad about saying it. But you know how many little kids listen to the show? Mm. yeah it's killing me i would love to curse more but i think i'd lose a pretty large segment of my audience so here i am <laughs> i know i'd lose the mormons which as you know if you listen is a huge part of my listening audience for some reason i'm huge in utah do you know this actually i didn't we must have missed this the podcasts that oh, indicated that well you get back and keep listening i would prefer if you binged please don't jump around <laughs> <laughs> i think we're back in august at the moment August of this year. It is really cool that you guys listen together. It, it seriously is because I know there are a lot of people who um, who struggle with this. You know, I, I'm trying to get my spouse to listen. I'm trying to get them on board with what I'm doing. They won't listen. I, I had somebody tell me the other day after explaining to me over and over again how much time and worry and stress and anxiety is coming from diabetes management. I said, well, just listen to these like 20 episodes. I think you'll really be you know find a benefit from them and the person answered me back and said i don't have time for that and i was like 
I feel like you don't not have time for it. Like, how could you, how could you tell me how much time you're giving away all the time to these confusions? And, and I'm telling you, it's very possible that the answer's here. And I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we listen because we listen to so many podcasts. We listen on Stephen. What time speed is it Two. It depends on the podcast, but most of them are double speed. How do I sound double speed? Pretty normal. Like you sound like you talk fast. Whereas right now, which is one of the maybe three times I've heard you at one time speed, you sound not unreasonably slower, but it's, I would consider it slow speech. Wow, that's interesting because I speak really quickly compared to most people. But you guys have sped it up so much, you're like teaching yourself to hear it differently. Yeah, it scared me when I first heard Stephen listening on two times speed to anything. It's like, what is going on? All right, All right listen, I'm going to ask this, then we're going to go. Okay. What's the distinction here? How do I categorize you guys? Are you dorks, geeks, nerds? Where would you put yourself? And none of those things? I don't mean anything derogatory. I'm just trying to figure like you're coding and and making sausages and and you're so nice. Like where how do you think of yourself? There, that's my question. Forget everything I just said. Natalie, if if I asked you to describe yourself, describe yourself. And then Steven, you describe yourself. An awkward nerd. Okay. <laughs> Steven. I think we've had this discussion before, Natalie and I. Um, the difference between nerd and geek. Um, I would consider myself a geek, probably. Okay. Now, Stephen, how do you? How would you describe Natalie? Is she correct? Awkward nerd. Um, I would say. I wouldn't use any of those words. I'd just say she's smart. Okay. But slightly awkward, possibly. I thought he was going to say beautiful butterfly, Natalie. But okay, Natalie, now you describe well, Stephen. Yes, there's that too. That's just assumed. I'm trying to help. Uh, obviously, well, the, right, those words are gone. And we, we just know that. Natalie, is he right about him himself? Or how do you see him? Uh, let's see. He, you just said geek, Stephen. That was it? Uh-huh. You can add as much as you want. Don't worry. <laughs> he is about right, but... Yeah, I guess it would. The only thing I might add would be maybe passionate. Passionate geek. Now, what's a geek and what's a nerd? The only thing I have is that dictionary quote that I don't know where it came from, where a geek is a person who goes as far as to bite off chicken heads for an audience's amusement. But. I think we know why you're a nerd, Natalie. <laughs> I think you just I think you just made that completely clear. All right, I'm going to look and see if there's like a real definition. I know the definition of like I know what you're saying. I thought yeah, I always thought of nerd as um more maybe scientifically data-minded or something like that versus a geek which is which can get more into maybe uh media fan, like books and series and stuff like that like steven loves sci-fi and meh on sci-fi <laughs> so all right so dictionary you know dot com has geek as an unfashionable or socially inept person does that fit you steven um 
Were I you... definitely don't pay attention to fashion. Yeah. And I have been not the best adept at social situations, but that's that's been a thing I've gotten better at. Okay. Um, a verb, uh, geek, engage in or discuss computer-related tasks. So kind of geek out, I guess, is where that is. And now mm-hmm. it says nerd is a foolish or contemptible person who lacks social skills or is <laughs> boringly studious. I mean, we picked only derogatory terms, so. <laughs> I don't even know what I, listen, thank God you didn't ask me to describe myself because I wouldn't, I'd have not the first idea of what to say. Um, but, but these are, but you don't, you're using these things in more colloquial ways. You're not thinking them as like really right. definable ways, right? So, so to you, nerd is a little more technical and geek is a little more whimsical. That was my opinion. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, I found the definition. Um, nerd is socially awkward and an intelligent but single-minded person obsessed with a non-social hab- non-social hobby or pursuit. And geek is a digital technology expert or enthusiast, and a person who has excessive enthusiasm for and some expertise about a specialized subject or activity. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty. So accurate. I would definitely say that she's the nerd and I'm the geek with those definitions. Yeah, and so you're Stephanie became. A nerd about the diabetes too. Are you a diabetes nerd, Natalie? Stephanie? Or uh, Natalie? Excuse me. I'm sorry. You know what happens is sometimes I look up, I see both of your names at the same time, and I oh, must, yeah. I must really have <laughs> like an issue <laughs> that I'm not aware of because <laughs> I sometimes I I'm literally blending your names when I don't mean to. Uh, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, Natalie, do you do you feel like that, like a diabetes nerd? Um, diabetes nerd, cooking nerd. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Do you get real into stuff when you start it? Yes. Very. Yeah. Do you let it go then? Or do you just like add it to an arsenal of things that you're really into? Um, I think I go into it now with the mentality of I am going to let this go after a while because it's just not sustainable. With diabetes, though, while we were dating, um, we were dating fairly intentionally. We were looking for are we going to get married and are we not? And if we're not, we should just break this off now. Um, so that was the mentality mm-hmm. for dating. I mean, Stephen was 30. I didn't want to keep him dating me for too long if it wasn't going to work out. But uh, yeah, with diabetes, it was different because if we were going to get married, this was not a short-term thing. So I didn't go into that with the mentality of discarding it. And worst case, I know more about diabetes if I ever run into somebody else with it. Yeah. All right, you guys are delightful. I really appreciate you doing this. I I feel like I could go on forever asking you questions about things that I don't understand about the world and I feel like you have answers about, but I think I've held you long enough. So uh, in fairness to you, I'm going to say thank you, ask you if you have any closing thoughts and uh, and let you go back to your life. Well, thank you for having us on. Um closing thought is we have to get some breakfast because Stephen was rising and dosed for a bit of it a little while ago since we went over. I'm sorry, Stephen. <laughs> I'm no better than that walk you guys went on that time. Uh, uh, what is for breakfast, Natalie, real quick? Um, I made some milk bread. I have a sourdough starter that I maintain. So homemade bread. And then we have blackberry jam that I made, apple butter that I also made. And I don't, probably have a little bit of scrambled eggs with some herb sauce 
I just wanted to say, if some sourdough bread should show up at my house, I would not be upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Stephen, what what about you? Is there anything you want to close with? Um, just that as long as you pay attention to it, diabetes isn't doesn't have to rule your life. Um, and if you find a helper, then it's ten times easier. I think that's a good message. Um. You guys are really terrific. I, I hope you have a whole bunch of little like dorky babies that you can really get along with <laughs> and that one of them doesn't just be like turned into a football player because I can see the both of you just in the stands going like, oh, crap, how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. My brother is a foot and a half taller than me and like 100 pounds heavier. See? See? And you'll just be in the stands going like, oh, I tried so hard. He doesn't care about anything we care about. It's just it, – and I don't know. I just don't – I don't – it's going to happen, but I, I don't wish it on you. So <laughs> seriously, you guys were terrific. I really appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yep. Have a great Thank day. You. A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors, Gvoke Glucagon. Find out more about Gvoke Hypopen at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. You spell that G-V-O-K-E. G-L-U-C-A-G-O-N dot com forward slash juice box. I'd also like to thank the Contour Next One blood glucose meter and remind you that there is a ton of great stuff to learn at contournext.com forward slash juice box. There are links in the show notes and links at juiceboxpodcast.com to these and all the sponsors of the show. If you enjoy the Juice Box podcast, please share it with someone. That's all I need you to do. I mean, unless you're like super motivated and you want to leave like a five-star review where you listen, then, I mean, then you're like a, you're really cool then if you do that. All right, I ran out of steam here. I'll see you later.